Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Off the Record. I'm Campbell Wilmot. Today, I'm here speaking with Zach Nyton. He's a singer and songwriter from my hometown of Argyle, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today, Zach. It's great to be here. What's up? How are you? I'm great. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I am. I can't complain one bit. <laughs> okay, so just to start off, tell me a little bit about how you got started and um, just about yourself <laughs> in general. Growing up, I, I, you know, I was raised in a small town called Argyle. Uh, north of Fort Worth. And, um, you know, growing up, I, my my parents were really involved in just, they loved John Prine. They loved singer-songwriters. And uh, I grew up around it. And so uh, being raised with a mother who just loves to have music around the house at all times, it, it you know, it, it that's what inspired me to even pick up the guitar in the first place and, and write music. And share my heart because, you know, my mother always said she's like, never stand on the sidelines of life. And so I guess since the very beginning, I was always that guy that I want to try and do different things and then take a different route to work every day, you know? <laughs> she's an incredible person. I'm so lucky to be able to know her. She is amazing, right? Yeah, <laughs> she talked to you, didn't she? Well, she talked to my mom um, the other day in Lowe's for, I think, my mom said the conversation was like an hour long or something. I said, oh, so you interviewed Nancy, and then I'm interviewing Zach. Because <laughs> <laughs> it surprised me. <laughs> so uh, was music always a goal that you had in mind for yourself? When did you really start thinking that you were going to do something along the lines of music? Yeah, I had no idea. Um, you know, really and truthfully, I wanted to be a wildlife biologist uh, growing up. I was always in the outdoors. I was always hunting um, and fishing. And, and so I just always, you know, dreamed about being on the King Ranch. And so um, I, I wound up down South Texas working on the King Ranch. And uh, while I was there, I was writing so much music uh, in the cabin that I was in and um, just kind of realized, you know, I need to get out and go kind of have a college experience. I felt like I was growing up too quickly at such a young age. And so I, I branched out and I moved to San Marcos, Texas, where really and truthfully, that's where I found the love of music, of writing, and really being passionate about what you're saying. Because it's like, I'm a firm believer. And it's, it's like, it's not what you say, but how you say it as well. And so they taught me all these things, all them, all of my friends that I met that are great, fantastic songwriters down there. And it just transformed, you know, it's all about who you shake hands with and who you meet. It's sometimes luck. And, mm -hmm. you know, I tried to get to know as many people as I can in a room. So uh, it helped, you know, and so that's kind of where it all started. And, and then at the college aspect at Texas State in San Marcos with Cheatham Street Warehouse and good friends like Brett Hauser and Tyler Mishka, there's just, you know, some inspiration there with people who, you know, inspire each other to keep writing music. So it's always just grown from there. That's great. So that's super cool. I didn't. I had no idea that you worked on the King Ranch. I did, yeah, for a year, and it was one amazing time. That's for sure. It's a magical place down there. Wow. So you're very into nature, wildlife. So just branching off of that, um, you just began a road trip heading out west. So tell me about your journey so far and what your plans are on this trip. <laughs> yep. So uh, you know, after you know, March seventh was the day that. Uh, I remember it just like yesterday, we were, me and the guys uh, in my band, we were cruising to Lubbock, Texas to play the blue light. And um, we got the call that South by Southwest had been canceled due to COVID. And it was literally right after that, we, we knew 
everything started closing down the venues. And so it was kind of like hanging on a cliff for a little bit, you know, where, when do we go back to work? But, um, I found a lot of inspiration during that time uh, out on the Blue River in Tishomingo, Oklahoma, this uh, wildlife refuge out there. It's a beautiful place and a sanctuary and um, wound up out there fly fishing and um, fell in love with it just because it was so peaceful. I mean, they make an app for the sound of a river. So it inspired me to go see more and, and um, explore the West. I've never seen the West of the United States. So I was so inspired by how it made me feel um, because I also help with, you know, wounded warrior or not wounded warriors, but wounded, uh, heroes of ours, like first responders as well and terminally ill. And I try and we get them in the outdoors and we take them hunting and fishing. And so, uh, I found a passion to make, make an impact and, and branch out and head out West and find as many outfitters as I can while I'm also fly fishing. But, uh, because I, I am starting an organization called healing hobbies. So, um, where we focus on getting any kind of hobby for these heroes of ours, you know, anything they want to do to heal, we can, we'll set that up for them. But so, yeah, it led me to this great journey out West and I'm in Durango, Colorado right now on the Animus river and uh, in an Albertsons parking lot in my van. And it is incredible out here. Well, that's awesome. So that actually leads to um, another one of the questions that I had. Um, you just talked about this a little bit, but last summer I saw you posted, you were a hunting guide for uh, U.S. Marine and Purple Heart recipient Corporal Michael Jernigan. I hope I'm saying yes. that right. Oh, yeah. um, so tell me about that experience. Was that the first time you'd ever done that? Uh, you know what? It was the first time I've ever, you know, done that with a blind uh veteran of Purple Heart. He was uh, blown up in Afghanistan went and uh, had lost his eyesight. And so I was honored and extremely humbled and honored to, uh, to guide him on an axis hunt. I, you know, for the past 10 years, I've been with Trinity Oaks, this nonprofit based out of San Antonio, taking out our veterans and uh, terminally ill. And um, yeah, so it was, it was, it's something I've done in the past, but this was something just a huge honor because he he chose me to be his guide and his eyes for the hunt so I was extremely grateful and and honored really wow that is so cool and definitely I agree with you I feel like I mean I grew up on a little bit of land out there in Argyle and so I've always felt like I don't know nature and just being out in nature is very therapeutic it just so happens today's earth day the day that we're recording this by right. the way but yeah yes, I definitely, happy earth day <laughs> but i definitely agree with you that that's one of the best therapies just to get outside and i don't know breath of fresh air for sure it is and you know when you're up in the mountains once you start seeing you just realize how small you are mm -hmm. and and how humbling it is Oh, so it's just, it's so great to be out here and, and just meeting all these people. I stayed up super late with the locals last night, but uh, the conversations were just flowing as much as the uh, whiskey was. But um, yes, it, it's just been an incredible journey so far. And it's just the beginning. And hallelujah, I'm coming home. I never felt you so alone. It's been a long time It's went thin to my bones In Corpus Christi, Texas had the best of me But thought about them dreams in 
Tennessee, I took a gamble. Yeah, we're still dealing cards. Well, I'm just your troubadour. You're playing on the boulevard. I got these other shoes and denim jeans, the speed up guitar and brand new strings. I sang my heart out for those strangers. How could they ever even know? Well, I'm just your troubadour. My dollar, you could keep the loose change. fishing so you kind of already answered this but was that something you just started doing when COVID hit or did you do a lot of fly fishing beforehand oh gosh my dad uh introduced me to fly fishing as a kid um and so when we were younger um about 12 years old I think me my twin brother Gabriel and my uh my dad we went out to the San Juan River at Navajo Dam State Park um and it's just a high desert out there. So we were kids and, and uh, my brother was the only one to catch trout. And so, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go have revenge. So I go back to the San Juan and it was just beautiful and uh, caught a bunch of trout. And so really and truthfully, 
I was raised, you know, around fly fishing with my dad, but not as serious as we are now. <laughs> okay, got it. And then if I'm correct on this, he makes his own flies too, right? Or he, he does. Okay, yes, have you ever does. done that? Is that something you do as well? Okay, I'm not going to put my hand to the vice yet. I have way too many hobbies to keep up with. And <laughs> that is just a rabbit hole of just going in. Maybe whenever I, maybe in a couple of years when I start losing my eyesight, I need to wear reading glasses. <laughs> maybe later, maybe later. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, back to your music. So you released New York to Montana, your album back in 2019. And there was also a book released as well. So tell me about that connection and how that project came to be. Uh, yeah, so, um, in fact, I was actually at, uh, down in South Texas, um, near the King Ranch on a, a, a wounded uh, hero hunt with Trinity Oaks, and um, and so uh, around the campfire, they always have some artists come play and for these veterans that are down on this dream trip, and um, when we got there, I, I went up to the campfire, and I see this guy, this tall lanky skinny dude just hanging by the fire and I went up and I shook his hand and I said hey man I'm Zach Nighthawk like New York to Montana abbreviated well the guy I met was Tom Shepard and Tom Shepard is a number one hit songwriter uh you know he's got hits like uh Redneck Yacht Club uh -huh. um at the Redneck Yacht Club yeah <laughs> and then uh, like the summer anthem every year mm -hmm. and then um riding with Private Malone uh for David Ball oh, and yeah. so um he immediately, when we shook hands, he said, New York to Montana, huh? Come with me to the cabin. Let's, let's go. I got to tell you about this idea. So we dug into it, and he told me about the idea of how New York to Montana, you know, about how he had this vision of a guy working with the mob, and mm -hmm. um, he was also a paper pusher in the, in the World Trade Centers. And he said, I just have this vision of him like running from somewhere and I think New York to Montana is it and so we dug deep and it took us two years to finally finish because he was on the road in his bus and uh him and Coley his wife and and uh, traveling around and so then eventually we finished this tune and uh, go to the studio record it and Tom recorded his version and uh uh Tom was playing in Idaho one time and there was an author out there watching the show like I said before, it's always, you never know who's in the audience, right? True. And, you know, and so uh, Dan Sullivan goes up to Tom and says, man, I love, I, I love that story. I think it could be a great novel. Do you, I'm an author. Do you mind if I, you know, write this as a book? And so Tom and I discussed it and we were like, hell yeah, this is amazing. And uh, so we, us three got together on email and it took about four months. I mean, Dan was the synopsis was already written in mm -hmm. less than a day. Wow. So we really nailed that out. And then uh, eventually uh, uh, now I'm on this journey to go meet with Dan Sullivan up in Idaho and Tom Shepard. Uh, and we're going to discuss more, but uh, we're, we're making this into a screenplay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. I had yep. no idea. Yes. Yeah. Well, he woke up that morning. With the price on his head Them Lincoln Continental New Jersey boys Yeah, they wanted to see him dead And on the Queensboro Bridge Running late for work Running scared and low on hope 
When the second plane hit the building That's when he became a ghost And he drove and he drove and he drove From New York to Montana Slipping through the cracks New York to Montana Running hard and never looking back Well he made it to Chicago And he got back on the road First day to light of the 12 Crossing Minnesota on into North Dakota Till he found his way to Kalispell she put his picture and a flower on the chain link surrounding that smoldering holy place in the ground. We're too young to be a widow, I but little did she know the better place he was now. Was flying on wings that he found from New York to Montana, but disappeared without a choice. He'd make a hand wrench and be riding the fence like a dog In no time that number crunching, paper pushing White collar city boy was all but gone He'd had enough of waiting and she fainted When she finally heard his voice on the phone If they could make it through the winter They'd finally be together and start a new life all their own But back in Jersey somehow they learned he might not be one of the missing They started telling Jody cause they knew if it was true That soon she'd be leaving to be with him In a rearview mirror all she could see was that sun painted shrinking skyline The westbound hammer down no stopping now With the feeling in the back of her mind that they might not be far behind But still she drove on through the night From New York to Montana With white knuckle hands on the wheel From New York to Montana Hounds of hell and whipping out of here She was closer if they didn't catch up with the first When she spotted that link in her heart Started sinking things about to take a turn for the worse In that winter it was hard But in the time they spent apart He'd gotten dead out good with a gun And when those goombas caught her at the front gate 
He picked them off one by one. Three shots rang out and it was done. After all those miles that they'd come from New York to Montana, she ran straight into his loving arms. New York to Montana, and today they're still where they are. Two kids and a cattle farm, and three shallow graves by the farm. that whole album there's there's not a song in there that i don't like so <laughs> thank you that's bad ass thank you <laughs> so then on your journey um i'm just curious do you plan to play any shows or anything while you're out there too or is this just more of a getting out there in wildlife and nature again uh you know what it's just kind of like an impromptu kind of deal i know there's a lot of great music in fact last night in durango i went to 11th street pub and they uh had a guy there uh playing bluegrass and um and so we picked around a little bit but i'm just gonna kind of just go go with the wind and, and see what happens i love playing i love picking around and um mm. and so these cool places that i'm gonna go visit you know around yellowstone and oh mm -hmm. uh, gosh all around there I, I just can't wait to just meet the, the walks of life and just pick around on some guitars with some people oh definitely um so do you kind of going off of that do you plan to do any songwriting on your trip at all Oh, gosh. Yes. In <laughs> fact, I have my studio with me. And um, I, I got this studio uh, from the help of Dalton Domino. Name drop. And, um, <laughs> and so uh, he just helped me out. Incredible. And Tim Allen is, of course, with helping me out with getting mics and everything like that. So I, I'm taking this on the journey. And everywhere I stop, I'm recording. So it started in Tishomingo. Mm -hmm. I had a canopy in a tent and I brought my mics and uh, it was during the coyote mating season. So all you heard were just coyotes communi communicating back and forth and you oh. hear the blue river in the background and, and then the fire of the crackling fire. And so, I, you know, I'm just really trying to focus on making a really raw record mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, writing these new songs on this adventure and, and getting it to share with, share it with you guys uh, one by one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love um, 
I don't know, like you said, whenever music just has that more raw sound to it, I enjoy that so much more because I feel like it's so much more personal than anything, any mainstream stuff and just stuff that sounds like it's overproduced, I guess. Right. Right word. But yeah, I A great example, like Zach Bryan. Yes. Yes. I I love Zach Bryan. He's one of my favorites right now. He just played the Grand Old Opry. I'm so I am so lucky to have, I don't know, kind of been listening to him for a while and watched his journey a little bit, but I'm so proud of him. Hope to meet him one day, but he's as real as it gets. Yes, definitely. I love him. So so just for uh, new listeners, where can people find out more about you and your music? Just what platforms are you on? And then websites, stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. It's ZachNytomps.com and that's Z-A-C-H and then New York to Montana abbreviated N-Y-T-O-M-T, New York to Montana, Nytomps. Mm-hmm. So ZachNytomps.com and then, you know, uh, Christian singles, Farmers Only, um, <laughs> all the stuff you got to keep up with nowadays, you know, in- Instagram, Twitter, everything is just Zach Nytomps. Yeah, um, if there's another Nytomps around, please let me know. We're definitely family. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So then the last thing that I do on every podcast, I call it final speed round. So I'm just going to name two things and just off the top of your head, pick an answer. Yes. First one, George Jones or George Strait? Oh, George Strait. Willie or Waylon? Willie, for sure. (laughs) And then John Prine or Johnny Cash? John Prine. Okay, good answer, good answer. Uh, Love both, but... John I love them all, but yes, those, yes. those are pretty good comparisons. And then I saw an Instagram post where you had a Bruce Robinson shirt on. So Charlie or Bruce? Oh, totally. Well, you know, they're both great dudes. How, oh, that's hard. That's the toughest that's one. Tough. But Bruce, yeah, Bruce, he's great. Okay. Uh, Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. All right. And then but I don't know. One. William Clark Green's got a pretty good song. <laughs> And then uh, last one, I think I already know the answer to this, but trout or bass fishing? Trout. Okay. For sure. Good. Yes. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Zach. I hope you have safe travels on your journey, and I can't wait to hear more of your music, hopefully sometime soon. Kimbo, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Damn it, I love you But we both know I'm in love with the left lane too And I left that two-bit town for the last time It doesn't matter Yeah, they're all talking about the things I shouldn't have done But they ain't the ones that had to leave you behind Way out here with no one to know And I ain't got a friend For a couple hundred miles or so There's one thing I can do To forget a love like you Oh, I'm going on a seven-day bender Need seven black label, seven Dwight Yoakam records Bend them till they break so it heals A little bit stronger Empty bottles right through town and kick down the throttle to put it behind me, but that could never be. Cause 
it's so hard to think about the wide lines and the miles between you and me, between you and me. Reno in the spring looks a lot like Denver. Difference in me is out here. I feel more like a winner, but that don't ever last too long. It seems I'm always moving on. Yeah, I'm moving on, and I'm going on. A seven-day bender needs seven black label seven tones. Seven Dwight Yoakam records Bend them till they break So it heals a little bit stronger Never be. It's so hard to think about the white lines and the miles between.